0: The New Orleans Saints injury report done gone got long again, but don't worry, you don't need to be concerned just yet. We got all that and a little bit of Lanyap for you on today's episode of Locked On Saints. You are Locked On Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, Put a Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can always subscribe and follow, always for free, on Locked On Saints YouTube page or wherever you get your podcast, And of course, if you want to keep the conversation going, take part in our exclusive film studies, Q&As, and much more, you can become a Locked On Saints insider by heading over to joinsubtext.com slash Locked On Saints today to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. As always, I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson NOLA, on your favorite social media, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, Saints News Network, Tuesdays in the Locked On NFL podcast, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked On Saints. Lockdown on Saints is a place that makes it better to be a Saints fan even when they're struggling every single day. Today we're going to be taking a look at our live episode. Appreciate everybody for being here for the live show. We're going to be taking a look at the players talking about the offensive struggles and why what you're hearing from them is so important. But first we want to take a look at at the injury report for the New Orleans Saints. I usually don't lead off with the injury report, but it was a lengthier than usual injury report today. So I want to make sure that I address it because it's long. It is present. (laughs) And because of that, some people are starting to get a little bit concerned, but I would say not to get concerned just yet because there are things in context and all that to kind of like lean into on all this. So let's start off over. Oh, somebody said that they finally got over Sunday's loss. All right, here we go. Because I think you're gonna get a win Sunday against the uh the the New England Patriots. So I'm sure that will help a little bit too. But let's take a look at the New Orleans Saints injury report here. Um, some big names popping up on the injury report, and it is a long list of players, including six that did not participate. But there's context here, it's not just six players that didn't participate because they're all hurt and dealing with things and stuff like that but two of them were not injury-related due to rest, and another is an illness, and that is Brian Brzee, who was probably kind of the biggest sort of surprise that popped up on the injury report today and that wasn't present at practice, but it was an illness-related thing, not an injury-related thing, so I think that you can kind of sit back and take in a little bit of solace on that. Ryan Ramchek, as well as of course, Jimmy Graham got their usual day of rest on Wednesday as they so often do. So really in terms of the DNPs or the players that did not practice, you really only see three names on here, tight end Juwan Johnson, safety Lonnie Johnson, and then guard, uh, Andrus Pete, all of which are kind of to be expected. Juwan Johnson's been dealing with a hamstring injury for a little while. um, you have uh or excuse me, a calf injury, Lonnie Johnson jr caught the ca- caught the hamstring injury during the game against Tampa Bay Buccaneers, ended up having to leave that game, and then Andrews Pete, uh, who also had, uh, suffered a concussion during that Tampa Bay game as well so for for the three of them, you know you know the process for Andrews Pete with concussion protocol that's going to take some time. He might not be good to go this weekend, but you've got Cesar Ruiz back. He was back at practice today and looking fine. Um looking fine, <laughs> looking good. Uh, and then you've got Lonnie Johnson Jr. who who, who might possibly be out this week, but you got Jordan Howden back at practice this week. So, or or today. So you can kind of see where you're kind of exchanging players almost, and then you have a little bit of that that give and take. Uh Paul Sadibo also returned to practice. Derek Carr uh continued to practice. He was throwing again. Eric McCoy popped up limited with uh, a knee injury. So that'll be something to watch over the course of the week. And then Foster Moreau back to full participation along with Jordan Howden, ankle injury and finger injuries respectively. So you can see that where there's the concern around, you know, Juwan Johnson, you've got a tight end coming back in Foster Moreau. Where there's the concern around Lonnie Johnson, you've got a safety coming back in Jordan Howden. Where there's a concern around Andres Pete, you've got a guard coming back and you're getting back to, hopefully, your starting offensive line. We'll see what happens with Eric McCoy, but with Cesar Ruiz returning back to practice. So for everything that there is to kind of be concerned about, there is kind of help built in solutions built in and on the way uh, for this game. So I wouldn't be too concerned at this time. And 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 where you don't see that are things that aren't actually injury related. Rest for Ryan Ramchek, rest for Jimmy Graham, and then illness for Brian Brzee. And hopefully he gets well quickly uh, and is back because he has been absolutely outstanding throughout the first four games of the season. So you're seeing a lot of a lot of injuries that are popping up right now, but this is good news at this time and, and and okay news at this time. As they manage these injuries, they're getting players back at the same position in many cases. So I wouldn't be too uh, entirely concerned there in terms of what what all that is. But even if Andres Pete is out, he doesn't really impact your starting line because your starting offensive line would feature Cesar Ruiz at right guard and then James Hurst at left guard. So if, if the Saints were to continue with that, then that's where they would be anyway. So if they don't have Andres Pete, it's more of a depth piece that they don't have. They can go to Max Garcia, they can go to Nick Saldeveri if they want to, all of that. So all of those things end up, um, end up helping out uh, a, a ton in terms of what that health status is. Now, the health questions don't just stop at the New Orleans Saints though. You're gonna get an episode crossover Thursday tomorrow. Myself and Mike debate of Locked on Patriots He's going to be breaking down some of the big injuries for them as well. Christian Gonzalez, their potential defensive rookie of the year. He's out for the year with his shoulder injury. Matthew Judon, who's dealing with an elbow injury. I believe it was also a surgery that he had. Um, He expects to be back. He's hoping to be back at some point, but he won't be back this weekend. Um, You know, they just brought in JC Jackson. They traded to bring him back to New Orleans. There's not a lot of optimism that he'll be ready to go against, or they just brought him back to New England, excuse me. Not a lot of optimism that he'll be ready to go Against the New Orleans Saints this weekend. So there's some of this sort of injury stuff that might bounce the Saints' way, but it has against Tampa. They couldn't win that game. It did against Green Bay. They couldn't win that game. Can they change their fortunes here? And a big reason that you're looking, or a big way that the Saints can change their fortunes, is by getting their offense together, operating, getting it a little bit more comfortably, all of that. We've been tracking and breaking this down all week now you're hearing players talk about it. Alvin Kamara uh, had a one-on-one with Nick Underhill over at New Orleans Football that I highly recommend you go and check out. Uh, Derek Carr did his conversation with Saints Media, spoke a little bit about it as well. Let's take a look at some of the comments that you're hearing universally across these players and why they should matter to you because what we're learning is that some of the suspicions that we have aren't far from reality. Let's get to that as we continue on and wrap up this Quick, fast, live episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Our friends over at eBay Motors have again teamed up with our friend Vinnie Iyer from over at Locked on Fantasy Football to bring you the best fantasy picks of the week all season long. Where So whether you're prepping for your daily draft or maybe you're uh, looking at that waiver wire, free agency market every single week, we're going to be providing you with the best players that are going to be a perfect, guaranteed fit for your roster. So let's take a look. At who Vinny chose as this week's eBay's guaranteed fit fantasy pick of the week. Let's take a look at Bengals running back Joe Mixon, who's off to a slow start with the rest of his team's offense as Joe Burrow battles playing through his calf injury, all of that. So with the receiving core, a little bit shorthanded minus T Higgins, uh, Cincinnati, a little bit in a desperate need of a road victory as well against the Arizona Cardinals, a positive matchup there for them. Look for this team to focus on winning with their rushing attack and their defense. The Cardinals have allowed some ample production when it comes to the ground game. Look for Mixon to get 80-plus yards and a touchdown against the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. You'll definitely want to take advantage of that. Vinny Iyer, of Locked on fantasy football, is here to help you win your fantasy football championship, and eBay Motors knows that a championship team is all about every player being the perfect fit, and the same goes with your vehicle. With over 122 million parts for your ride or die, you can make sure that your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED lights, roof racks, bumpers, whatever it is that you're looking for, eBay Motors has it. And eBay's guaranteed fit with that. You're going to make sure that it is a guaranteed fit each and every time, the first time, for your ride or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber not cash. Keep your ride or die alive over at ebaymotors.com. eBay guaranteed fit, available only to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Today's episode sponsored by our friends over at BetterHelp, sponsored by BetterHelp, uh, BetterHelp Therapy Online, one of my favorites and a, and a favorite service that I use. I'm a big-time proponent of therapy. I've talked about it pretty openly here on the show, especially since the 2020, 2021 days, all of that. So if you're thinking about starting therapy I highly recommend you give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, to adjust to your schedule. You don't have to sit in traffic. You don't have to do waiting rooms. You don't have to deal with any of that stuff. It's a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time with no additional charge. You fill out a questionnaire, they get you paired up with somebody that should be a good fit for you. So make your brain your friend with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off of your first month. That's com slash locked on. All right, family, we're going to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at the things that the players are saying and why it's important uh, what they're kind of highlighting here. Um, Look, what you're hearing a lot of from the players about the offensive struggles for what the New Orleans Saints have been dealing with so far this year, like this is a team that has Derek Carr that they brought in, spent a bunch of money on this off season. You've got Alvin Kamara back. You have these great wide receivers. You have good pass catching uh, uh, players. You've got you your know, run game that should be complimentary, not only with um, Alvin Kamara, but also with like Kendra Miller and, and Jamal Williams, who I know is on injury reserve right now, but should be back soon. Uh, an offensive line that was supposed to be super solid. That's getting better. And, and you're averaging 15.5 points per game. And, and that's just obviously not going to cut it. So when you when we all sit here and talk about, okay, here's what we think is going wrong with the New Orleans Saints, we talk about a lack of innovation. You've heard me talk about that on the show a ton. You've heard me talk about, you know, getting the run game going, utilizing play action. You know, we we highlighted how much motion this Saints team used in the preseason and in the first game of the year against the Tennessee Titans. And now you're watching all of that kind of drop off and fall to the wayside. You're watching them not call the plays that are attacking the middle of the field, even when defenses are giving them the middle of the field, all that. All of that stuff is addressable. It's easy to see. And when you hear conversations with players, you're hearing a lot of those same things. Get the run game going. Figure out a way to be able to, you know, get the ball in the hands of playmakers. Optimize your playmakers so that you're getting them the ball in stride and allowing them to pick up opportunities for yards after catch. Uh, you know, building off of your, your playmakers. Uh, attacking the middle of the field. Getting the tight ends as a part of the week. We did a show about tight ends. Getting tight ends involved two weeks ago now. And everything. And so when you look at where the players are saying, hey, here's where we have to take steps forward, it's not far from the things that you already sort of assumed would be the case, which is why I highlight this by saying that a lot of the things that you assumed is going wrong with the New Orleans Saints offense is indeed what the challenge has been for the New Orleans Saints offense. Like in many cases, you're right. And so if you're seeing it and the players are seeing it and the coaches are seeing it, that that means that it's addressable. And so that's where I kind of hang a hat on this for a second is, has this offense been bad? Yes. Has this offense been anemic? Yes. Has this offense been myopic? Yes. All of those things are true. Will this offense be anemic for the rest of the season? We don't know. Will this offense be bad for the rest of the season? We don't know. Will this offense be myopic for the rest of the season? We don't know. But something has to change in order to make sure that all three of those answers aren't yes, yes, and yes because that's what this offense was last year. We watched this offense be anemic, be myopic, be bad over the course of a 17-game stretch, or probably I would say a 16-game stretch, maybe take a couple of games, save a couple of games here and there. But for the most part, this team was not good on the offensive side last year. And, And we saw that toward the end of the year where the defense wasn't letting up more than 20 points and the Saints were still losing games. You saw it in the last game of the season where Um, uh, Sam Darnold had a 3.9 passer rating or whatever it was and the Saints still lost that game. So you can see where the offense has been struggling. You can see that the offense has been struggling but what we pride ourselves on here on this show and within this media core is to tell you more than just the what but the why. Why are they struggling? And we've seen it. We've seen the checkdowns from Derek Carr go from just over 5% to over 34%. We've watched the first read throws drop. We've watched the uh, downfield throws uh, uh, drop over the course of the first uh, or these most recent two games versus the uh, previous two games and all that. So if you break down the season into pairs, you you can see all these things demonstrated as well. And some of that is the play of the quarterback. Some of that is the play calling. Some of that is the play of the offensive line. Some of it is the play of the offense as a whole, whatever it might be. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore, right? Right. We've dissected it, we've broken it down, we've said, okay, well, here's the blame, here's the blame, here's the blame, here's the blame. Now all that's left is to fix it, okay? All that's left now is to fix it. And if the players are seeing the same thing, we're seeing the same thing, the coaches are seeing the same thing, then that means that getting it fixed is not an insurmountable ask. Getting it fixed, making it better is not something that is altogether impossible. Now, if you were looking at this offense and saying, man, they're really doing everything that they should be doing, and, you know, they're, they're scoring, you know, they're converting third downs. They're scoring on, uh, in, in, in their red zone situations, they're doing all these things, but they're still losing games. Okay. Then sure. Maybe you're looking at, okay, so then what else is wrong around the team? And you're not just looking at the offense anymore, but that's not what this team is. This team is not converting in the red zone. This team is not converting third downs consistently. This team is not doing the, you know, uh, attacking where the defense is giving them or attacking the areas of the field the defense is giving them. Excuse me. This team is not consistently gotten its run game going, all that. So you can see all the things. You could say, okay, the team has not consistently protected the quarterback, for instance. Now, they didn't give up 11 sacks in a single game. They didn't give up six sacks to a single player like we've seen also in this year's version of offense in the NFL, which is kind of gross, right? Like offense around the NFL is kind of gross right now and all that. So like you're not seeing that, but you're still not seeing great play from this team to the extent that the talent on the field says that the the play should be, right? They're not living up to that caliber just yet. So the why is easy to see. It's easy to see. And if it's easy to see, that means that it's easy to fix. It's easy to adjust. It's easy to get better. And that's one of the things that Derek Carr mentioned in his presser today. He told New Orleans Saints media, I've been in worse situations, and then to paraphrase, it's going to get better, or they're going to be able to fix it, however it is that he said it. But he highlighted that he had been in worse situations before. And I think that there's value in that. That's not just a throwaway thing. There's value in that. This is a guy that's navigated bad offense. That's navigated bad defense. It's navigated some poor situations as a whole, right? Like coaching staffs falling apart and all these other things. Like These are all things that he's navigated before. So I am... I love the way that Jerry just said it. I love the way that Jerry just said it. This four-week stretch of offensive struggle has to be a wake-up call. That's great, Jerry. Has to be a wake-up call for this New Orleans Saints team. And so we know all of the things. We know what time it is. We know that it's time to get up. We know that it's time to arrive. We know it's time to get dressed, go to work. Now you just have to do it. And that's what we're expecting to see from the New Orleans Saints here soon. Uh, and hopefully, it starts this week. Uh, coming up on tomorrow's episode for all you everydayers out there, appreciate you as always making us your first listen of the show or of the day every day. Uh, for tomorrow's episode, speaking of the Saints improving and finding that way to improve, they can start this weekend against the New England Patriots. It's it's still a good defense, but they're down some major point. They're down some major players um, and pieces on their defensive side. The offense in New England might be worse than the offense in New Orleans. They give up the ball, whether it be by turnover or punting it away 71% of the time. This offense has a lot of opportunity to get into rhythm. This is a real chance for them to get it started. Can't just be this game. It's got to be a string of games, right? You got to see sustained success, but this is a real confidence building opportunity here to go into Foxborough and win. We're going to break all of it down. In tomorrow's episode with Mike DeBate, I'm going to tell you why I think the New Orleans Saints can win this game. Uh, and I'm going to make sure that um, we have um, you know a whole whole bunch of stuff, uh, of course, as we continue through. So tomorrow we'll be live again. Another live stream tomorrow. Another live stream Friday. Probably around the same time. We've been doing these around 6, 630 uh, Central Time. So we'll be back around for all that to get you updated on everything from practice on those specific days. Morning episode tomorrow, crossover Thursday, morning episode Friday morning, the game plan, breaking it all down. How can the New Orleans Saints beat the New England Patriots by looking at their film study, their scouting, all of that. So we got all that coming up for you uh, tomorrow. We'll be live tomorrow, probably around the same time, 6, 630 and all that. Uh, So I appreciate you very, very much for being here for another episode of Locked on Saints. I look forward to seeing you again tomorrow (laughs) and everything, all you everydayers out there. And as always, I appreciate you so much for making me a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up, learn how the family's doing, let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.